Network presents Football Time. And welcome to the Football Time show. We're here for college football week 10. Week 9 was uneventfully uh, unexciting, really. Uh, not too much uh, went down. Uh, uh, Ohio State win, I guess, was in there. Uh, other than that, uh, Tennessee win was in there, but uh, not too much of a big weekend. A couple big games this weekend, though, yeah. that should uh, play out uh, overall. But uh, and a couple handful of things that uh, will help decide conference standings there uh, towards the end. But uh, week ten, um, I think both of us were pretty light on some bets. I I went the other way after not having much. I just started to throw a bunch of things together. So we're loaded with parlays and. Uh, Probably I'll end up losing a bunch of money this week, but uh, really light on the straight bets. But uh, I, I'm back this week with a bunch of parlays. Uh, what'd you make of uh, week uh, 10 here? Yeah, I was looking at it. Uh, you know, good good matchups, like you said. Uh, really big, uh, you know, some games for conference second place and, and first place up for grabs. Uh, but just not a lot of action I really liked. There was there was stuff that I was like, oh, maybe, but it, it was just in that sweet spot. You know, Vegas got it just right where I was like, eh, I don't really want to play. There was a couple that enticed me. Uh, one I really like that I may even start up in my play on a little bit. Uh, I think you and I are on the same page on that one. Um, but should be some good football this weekend for sure. Yeah, definitely so. All right, let's get back to week nine. Um Losers for both of us uh, in week nine, but it's quite funny. We sort of had the same type week. Uh, had some good picks, but uh, one team ended up screwing both of us yep. and really sort of costing us money. So uh, you ended up with a net negative in the 15 to 38 uh, range, uh, and that pulled you down to 12169 I ended up losing $877, even with a couple nice money line wins in there. But uh, we mentioned it. I'll go with our worst bets. Yours was clearly Wake. Mine was clearly A&M because both of our uh, totals really flipped here. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, if Wake had ended up winning that game, uh, go from a negative 1538 to a positive sixteen forty yeah. there. So well, I think I had wake in a parlay or two. <laughs> you that did. was like wake the last leg as in well. In a parlay uh, cost you and wake <laughs> straight up uh, as your biggest bet of the day cost you. I, on the other hand, had A&M. Uh, mine was at least a little closer <laughs> than yours. Uh, that uh, pesky half point sitting in there. But uh, A&M went from... Uh, its loss cost me uh, 1157 I would have been in the profit. It also cost me a parlay, and it cost me straight up uh, on a win. But uh, overall, your probably best pick of the week was Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, you had a nice little wager on them. Uh, I already mentioned it. UConn, North Texas, uh, two combo packages where I had the uh, money line and the uh, spread on that one. Didn't quite get the Arizona one. Uh, that would have been the big one. Uh, they did end up covering the spread, but yeah. uh, 
just not quite enough. Uh, USC continues its ways of uh, managing to win, but uh, not look all that impressive. Uh, it would be fun to have them in Carolina. I was thinking in a bowl game this year. Two teams who will probably be 10-2, and 11-1, and no one trusts to yeah. be all that good. But All right, let's get into Week 10 here. Let's start out in the ACC. Um... Pretty big game here. Uh, Notre Dame uh, back at home after a win versus Syracuse. Um, plays Clemson. Uh, Clemson will have to sort of discuss the, uh, I guess, rankings by the playoff committee, though they basically mean nothing, especially since four of those teams and technically five are uh, probably assured of playing each other. Yep. If you look at Alabama probably going to win out, uh, or at least even if they don't win out, we'll certainly probably end up in the SEC West uh, as the playoff uh, for the uh, SEC championship game. We'll probably play Tennessee or Georgia unless a lot of things go extremely yeah. wrong uh, here. But uh, but Clemson comes in fourth in those rankings. So uh, I think you can all but guarantee as long as they win out and win their conference, they will probably be hard to move off the four there if they stay undefeated and win their conference. This is probably the toughest game they have left. They have a Miami-Florida game. They have a South Carolina game. Uh, all fancy names, uh, including this Notre Dame game. None of them all that good. But yeah. Notre Dame has occasionally looked like a qualified team, but also has lost at home to Stanford and the aforementioned Marshall. So I don't know quite where to go here. Clemson at Notre Dame. I thought this line was sort of just dead perfect for Clemson. Yeah, It doesn't really make you want to go out and grab Clemson. Uh, but we've all watched Notre Dame play this year. You aren't exactly going to jump on four as yeah, I was Notre hoping Dame for over a touchdown. Yeah, on that one. as plays Clemson. So, what do you make of this game? Well, you know, uh, you know. First off, I want to make a point on the Alabama. Uh, <laughs> they lose this one. LSU's in the driver's seat yes. this week, uh, and then next, I think they still have a miss on the schedule as well. So, not quite perfect and clear and smooth for Alabama, uh, <laughs> who struggled with some games this year. Uh, because uh, any one of those would give them two losses in the SEC. But anyway, I digress. Uh, moving on to Clemson, Notre Dame. I think this is probably, you know, for those rooting for Clemson to drop a game, this is probably the, the best hope outside of the conference championship game, I think, uh, just because of the challenge of going to South Bend. And, and that defense is pretty good. Yes. Uh, they can't score very much, but uh, they can play solid defense. And uh, it, it really just depends. You know, we've seen Notre Dame step up and play, you know, some pretty solid games this year. We've also seen them uh, uh, lay some stinkers. Uh, Clemson, you know, they've been kind of wishy-washy, you know, picking a quarterback, trying to get some consistency on offense. But I think overall their talent should prevail here. Um, I, I really wanted to go Notre Dame. I, I think if that had gone seven, seven and a half, probably maybe even looked at it six and a half. But, you know, it's just getting too close there. And, and I, I just I would like a little bit more points to take Notre Dame. Yeah, I, it's not quite low enough to where I want to take Clemson. I, yeah. I was talking to you earlier in the week. I just think the Clemson defense probably shuts down that Notre Dame's offense. Uh, you know, the two biggest wins i'd say notre dame has you know syracuse north carolina they were able to get to 40 points i can't imagine they are going to be capable of getting to 40 points and we just watched uh you know notre dame 
two, uh, maybe three weeks ago, lose to Stanford in yeah. Notre Dame. So I don't even think you can factor too much the home field because we've seen Notre Dame already this year lose to Marshall and Stanford at their home place. So I, I'm just, you know, the only thing is if DJ comes in and has another stinker. Uh, but they also, that's where you factor in the defense keeps them in good game and they can always bench DJ and go with the guy who's looked just fine and every moment he's come in the game. So I I think it's, it just sort of ended up as a stay away for me overall. And I think that's sort of where it sits. Uh, Perfect sort of spread. I thought on that one, it just sort of, they probably will get a balance of bets where someone will talk themselves into either side uh, and get a nice little round number of bets on each one. Uh, Wake NC State, uh, the aforementioned Wake, to uh, cost you money uh, very much last week. Uh, you know, I, I I'd watched Louisville the last couple weeks. Uh, we didn't quite know how, how real it was. Uh, I had... I had just seen a little bit of spark in their defense, and it made me a little nervous going in there. And it just sort of happened to turn that way, where Louisville's defense continues to look good. So, you know, after that puzzling uh, loss uh, yeah. uh, for Louisville, I think it was BC or Virginia. I don't remember which one. It was a very bad loss on their own. Uh, Louisville's found their way, and... Uh, you know, Wake just uh, a tough loss there, but they go to NC State. Interesting spread here. Uh, you know, Wake's favorite again on the road here. Yeah. I, I it's a similar team, uh, really to Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I, I just I don't think I can make my say self-take NC State. Uh, I, I might have thrown them in a parlay. I don't remember. Uh, that was part of the just sort of throwing uh, ones in there. But uh, Wake, NC State, what do you make of this game? Yeah, you know, looking at it, I'd be if I was going to pick this game, I'd be more inclined to take NC State uh, just for the reasons you stated. Their defense, uh, I think their defense is more athletic than Louisville. They may not play as good, but uh, they do have played makers uh, on that defense. And, and Wake's just been proven to be really inconsistent, uh, especially on the road. And I just I was really disappointed by their performance, and I, I thought they were going to come in and dominate. They only had the one loss on the year, but uh, things really fell apart in that second half last week. And I, th- I think the consistency of NC State may be a little better in this one. Yeah, uh, I think the only thing is, I, per everything, trusting NC State in a, a sort of big game. It's honestly <laughs> it's hard to trust either yeah. of these teams. That's why I'm just like, no, not taking anything yeah. here. The only thing you could sort of trust is Wake is. It does have a good offense, and if they get rolling, yeah. they probably run away with it because I don't think NC State, if Wake finds its offense, uh, is capable of scoring the kind of points that Wake would put up. So that would be my not take NC State. Is yeah. All of a sudden, Wake puts a 40 spot on you. I, I don't think NC State can get there even versus more Wake Morris defense. All right, uh, let's go back to 1989 and uh, pretend this game. Oh, is something great once again. But uh, Florida State-Miami, I threw it in here because yeah. it it still is a game that is fun rivalry-wise to watch. And honestly, uh, you know, 
I, I thought it was the first time Miami's probably gotten a beneficial line, I think, the whole season long. Uh, you know, you took them last week. Uh, I, I will say you did push two games. So congratulations on that. Both on what, weird... did you watch that game last <laughs> yes, week? Yes, I did. Um, <sighs> both on weird numbers. One being on two exactly. And uh, Miami pushed two versus well, Virginia in, in overtime. Miami managed to score 14 <laughs> points with no touchdowns. Yeah. So, uh, and, and Virginia scored 12 with no touchdowns. So it was a very exciting game. And, and that was in uh, double or triple overtime, yeah, I believe. it was whenever they started having to go for two to decide the game. But, uh, yeah, you got to push. Yeah. Florida State-Miami rivalry game. Florida State seven-and-a-half-point favorites here at uh, – yeah, uh, on the road, which is why I thought that was a little high. Yeah, you know, Florida State's come back to earth since their uh, you know powerful start. But uh, how are you sort of handicapping this one? Uh, like I said, I think this is the first time all season long Miami seems to have gotten a beneficial spread. Uh, even last week, there were two point favorites on the road. Yeah, I find it odd that uh, you know getting seven and a half. But you know, I don't know about you know. You said this about Notre Dame. You know, Miami's been beaten by some pretty bad teams yeah. at home as well this year. I think they get all of about fifty people to show up to their home yeah. games, uh, and it's and it's not like it's that far of a trip for Florida State either. So I don't know if that's really the challenge. But I just don't know if Florida State's a team that's really worthy of being favored by more than a touchdown yeah. against most teams in their conference, uh, except for maybe uh, you know Boston College or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a little much. I think it's pretty generous to get the 7.5 from a Miami team that a lot of people thought beginning of the year could be a top 10 team. Uh, they just you know really let a lot of people down. Uh, and Florida State got off to a really good start, but then I think they've lost uh, three out of their last yeah. four or something like that. So I think it could be a close matchup, and with a close matchup, you know, the points – is probably the way to go, but I, I didn't really pick either side on this. Yeah, one. I just thought the points, the seven and a half in a game where I think these two it could teams. Be a toss up. That's what uh, these yeah. teams are very similar. Uh, you know, basically saying conference record, you know, Florida State is five and three, Miami's four and four. You flip around that weird, you know, MTSU game, and Miami's five and three, and yeah. Florida State's five and three. Yeah, so. I, th I think that's why you get that heavy spread is, you know, Miami had the the uglier losses. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's hurting them a little bit here, but you know, matchup wise, I think it should be a lot closer. Yeah. Uh, that would be the thing. Uh, but seven and a half in a rivalry game that usually is always close other than basically uh, a couple in that early 89, 90. And uh, neither of these teams quite have the, the talent of any of those teams from the uh, late eighties to early nineties when basically both were trotting out uh, NFL teams on, the, on that side. Uh, so uh, let's move to the other one that's, uh, uh, I'd say, a fringe uh, big game. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was important to put in here uh, just because, you know, Syracuse, you know, basically with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter in that Clemson game is sort of looking at uh, a, a year of Cinderella, uh, yeah. you know. They end up melting down, lose that game, uh, and, and then they have that tough game right back home versus Notre Dame. Yeah. They seem to be a little thrown off, got off to a bad start, lost that game. And yeah, now, that was one I missed. Yes. Uh, and now they go at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's yeah. been pretty poor this year. Uh, is it sort of, all right, Syracuse, you know, now can regroup, pressure's off totally, uh, you know, 
it's all gravy now in this season because if you look at the preseason, Syracuse was predicted to win four games. Yeah. You know, and then you get into it and you're winning, you know, 21 to six at Clemson in the fourth quarter. And you're like, oh, man, we're, you know, four games away from going undefeated and probably being in the playoffs yeah. here. And then it's, oh, we melt lose at Notre, Notre Dame comes into town, beats them up. Can they uh, sort of resurrect themselves and beat this Pittsburgh team, or do they continue to sort of fall down here? I think they've got a solid shot at it. Uh, again, this was one of those lines that was pretty close, yeah. not enough points either way. Um, but, you know, Pittsburgh's been proven to be not that great. That, yes. You know, I think people are already talking about getting their coach fired after uh, their great, uh, you know, championship win or game last <laughs> year. Um, so, uh yeah, you know, Syracuse really needs to stop the skid. This will be three in a row. But like you said, it's not the end of the world for them yeah. if they do go on a three-game skid. They've already had a much better year. They're going to be going to a bowl game, a uh, pretty solid bowl game if they manage to get a couple more wins uh, outside of this one. But I think there's a good shot. These are, uh, you know, Syracuse is having up year. Pittsburgh's having a down yeah. year. Um, it really just depends on if Slovis can get some uh, some rhythm going on offense. Uh when he's had bad games, Pittsburgh has a bad game. Yeah. So they really go off of him for sure. Well, I'd be curious if Syracuse defense comes back yeah. into play. It, it I was shocked how much they yeah. gave up to Notre Dame. That was, and, that was you know, why and, I picked them in that. And one. that's sort of where I, I, I think maybe that was just sort of a, I, I don't want to say fluke less, but definitely a letdown. Yeah. Because basically that Clemson game they just had. They yeah. had it, oh, and yeah. it was – just thrown away, and then you got to regroup. And you know Notre Dame's coming into town, never easy to play. You know offensive side of the ball, and it, it just sort of. And we'll see if they can get it back together versus Pittsburgh. I was pretty shocked they were giving them three and a half because I think you know even like last week before the Notre Dame game, I'm assuming Syracuse is probably like a two and a half point favorite going into Pittsburgh there, and just because uh, Pittsburgh's been basically awful yeah. all season long it's honestly if you go back and look back uh, uh pittsburgh versus the tennessee game it's highly disturbing that that game was that close if you watch what tennessee sort of done yeah. and then you look back and like pittsburgh was an overtime you know gippy quarterback away from possibly winning that game so yeah. you know college football that's sort of why it's a little hard to that's why they play the game yeah uh you know grayed out you know there's just not enough real info it's not an 82 game season it's not a you know 100 game season it's yeah. a 12 game season freaky things can happen if you play that pittsburgh tennessee game now it's probably 30 yeah. point spread for the balls so it's just sort of weird how the those things play out all right bets in the acc i have one i thought the 245 money line for miami uh it's pretty high uh, for a game where I don't think there's a lot of talent separation here. This would be a nice win for Miami to sort of, you know, push into next season, which is what they're looking at. Uh, their recruiting class is already pretty high. And yeah. uh, a nice rivalry win over FSU, close out the season well, sort of restart for next year. Uh, this would be a big one, 245 versus an FSU team where I, I don't think there's a lot of talent difference there. So that was one of my straight bets. What are you looking at here? Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to an old reliable that I took a lot earlier in the year. I don't know if I could say reliable. I think they won me too and <laughs> lost me too, but I was playing them uh, nonetheless. But I like North Carolina minus a seven and a half for Virginia. Uh, you know, I took Miami to, to beat Virginia 
because I thought they had a better offense than they did, but it wasn't quite enough. I think a North, push is better than a loss. I think North Carolina has a significant amount more offense than Miami does, and Virginia is going to give us the same, you know, probably four or five field goals showing. So I think North Carolina is going to win this one big. Yeah. Uh, I haven't uh, done the math. You haven't done the math on uh, my units yet, but I got a two-unit play on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to the AAC. And uh, this was one of those where uh, we're sort of looking for second place. I, I think yeah. Tulane's pretty sturdy uh, where they are. They've looked pretty solid all season long. Um, UCF versus Memphis. Uh, Memphis is sort of out of it. it amazing uh you know you go back and think memphis up in that houston game with six minutes left uh you know basically 27 to 6 and yeah. uh since then it's just been a complete and utter uh just massive downhill central florida uh coming off the big win versus cincinnati yeah. they now have only one loss in this conference you know it makes you wonder how the hell they lost at East Carolina, but, you know. Not only lose at East Carolina, but lose to, like, 45 to 10. Yeah, get dominated. (laughs) would be the, I should say, get dominated. that was just two weeks ago. Yeah, and not score. Uh, You know, maybe looking ahead, but it just, that probably sums up Gus Malzahn as a coach. (laughs) (laughs) You know, lose a road game at East Carolina, come back, win, beat Cincinnati. Uh, But uh, UCF, Memphis, and and we'll just combine them, and Houston, SMU. UCF, Houston, SMU, probably all three sort of vying uh, for that uh, spot there uh, in the second place. SMU's got a little bit of work to do, uh, you know, because they have the loss to Central Florida. But uh, if we just watch Central Florida lose at East Carolina, I'm not exactly going to just pencil in Central Florida running through the rest without, you know, uh, a couple more hiccups. So uh, how do you sort of handicap this? Uh, Can Memphis give anything? There's already talk about the coach being fired and uh, certain other coaches coming in there. But uh, Houston, SMU, UCF, Memphis, what are you looking at in these two games? Yeah, I really wanted to take – UCF here. Uh, but then I was looking, and and you know they got that big win at home yeah. against Cincinnati, and I think their home crowd is is a factor. They have a, they put together yeah. pretty good crowds there, um, but I think Memphis might be scrappy here and and, and may be able to get out a win. I, I, you know, like you said, I go back to that Eastern Carolina, and and this Memphis team is better than that, and and I just don't like UCF favored. I think it was three and a half four yeah. on the road here. Um, a little bit higher, and I'd maybe inclined to take Memphis, uh, just because I think they're gonna, you know, fight in this one. And uh, but you know, kudos to UCF getting the win against Cincinnati. That was another one of my losses yeah. last week. Uh, but I think the, the more intriguing matchup is this Houston SMU. Uh, I I just think that uh, this could be a really fun game to watch. Uh, really good uh, uh, rushing attack from SMU, uh, and and uh, interesting play calling uh, on. Uh, Holgerson at Houston's side. So it should be two really good games. Um, You know, like you said, this is an interesting cluster right up there at the top. Yeah. Uh, The Central Florida game, like I said, it was one that was – I ended up sort of hemming and hawing on. I I ended up throwing in a parlay because I just think Central Florida is the better team here. But, you know, they've proven they struggle on the road. Uh, there is a good team there in Memphis. They've shown it. They yeah. just sort of, whatever happened <laughs> since that fourth quarter uh, has taken them to the depths of I don't know where, uh, and they haven't been able to pull themselves back. But that doesn't mean they 
can't and they won't. <laughs> so, you know, you, all of a sudden you get all happy about taking Central Florida and then the real Memphis team shows up at home, uh, which is always a tough place to go to uh, as well. Uh, the Houston SMU game, I'm really, really interested in because I, I think this SMU team is a little bit better than people think. Yeah. Uh, they just... They, one, they had a really, really tough schedule at the start where they went on the road and played some pretty solid teams, and they played them tight. They just never could uh, get the win, and Lord knows what you're getting with Houston. Uh, it's yeah. good for a quarter, and it's awful for a quarter, and <laughs> you just have no idea. Uh, I, I'm curious if SMU can win this and sort of give themselves a, a puncher's chance in the sort of AAC here. Uh you know, Cincinnati would be the other one that's uh, hovering in there, but a uh, little disappointing from what uh, they went. But they got an easy game this week uh, versus, I think it was Navy, so we didn't put that one in there. But uh, no bets for me in the ACC, none for you. Uh, we'll move on to the Big 12, where there are a handful of really, yeah. really good matchups here in the Big 12 this week. Uh, second place is, is really uh up for grabs in this one uh, for sure. Really, maybe first place, but I think TCU has enough of a lead, but all of them are about to really play. Baylor, TCU, Texas, uh, all sort of about to have a little mini tournament here where they all play each other uh, and uh, sort of sort this thing out. Now, I think TCU uh, with the tiebreaker over uh, a couple of these teams already. Probably Pretty solid lock unless a complete meltdown happens. But, uh, you know, we'll start out with Baylor, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's probably out of it. Uh, A couple things would go wrong. Uh, But since all these teams play each other, uh, they could work their way back in there, Uh, especially what we saw from them last week. I thought they really played well in Iowa State. Uh, But Baylor comes into town. I was really curious to hear how you sort of handicapped this because, you know, Baylor's been sort of poor every time they've stepped up versus a, a good team, but they they have a little of that Minnesota every time they play a bad team, they annihilate them. So how are you looking at this Baylor-Oklahoma matchup here? Yeah, you know, I, I really wanted to take Oklahoma here. I think they're kind of really starting to rally the team, yeah. and, and they've turned it around these last few weeks. Um, if you take out basically the, you know, Last part of the game versus uh, TCU where Gabriel was out. Yeah. And then the next preceding week, uh, you know, where Gabriel's out the whole game versus Texas. It's just, and Kansas, it's just, with Gabriel, this is a different team yeah. than the games that he hasn't been able to play, even in that TCU game. Yeah, they were losing, but they were also scoring points before, you know, he got drilled and out. So. Yeah, I think this could be, uh, you know, quite an offensive show in this game. Baylor just really gave it to Kansas last week yeah. uh, and got some points on the board. Uh, you know, Oklahoma, they're going to be Oklahoma. Their defense is still struggling to really find anything uh, under Venables. Uh, you know, people thought that defense would be a little better this year, but it still kind of looks a little bit like the Lincoln-Riley teams of old. Uh, but Gabriel's playing well, and uh, I think this will be a close one, and that, that's why I didn't really make a play. Uh, but really, want I've got to lean towards Oklahoma here, but uh, not certain enough to put any money on it. Yeah, and Baylor still very much alive if they yes. can win this game uh, to finish second in that, uh, you know, uh, Big 12 uh, right there, uh, sitting there. I did want to take Oklahoma as well, but I, I was a little nervous, you know, uh, that Baylor might be able to score a couple too many points. But it was just a hard game to read because I, I need it, – it'll really be the first time you see Oklahoma play a solid team 
theoretically with Gabriel healthy for the whole game. And then you sort of see where Oklahoma lies uh, on that one. Uh, next up is... Uh, well, I don't know what Oklahoma <laughs> State did last week, but uh, whatever it was, uh, I, it was bad. Points. And I, I haven't had a chance to rewatch the game. I was at the Tennessee game, so all I did was see a score. Of, uh, somehow they got shut out by Kansas State, uh, which I, I find very, very difficult to believe that this Oklahoma State, which runs about 400 plays a game, uh, gets shut out. But uh, they did absolutely nothing. Uh, they go to Kansas here. Uh, this is interesting because Kansas is coming off a bye. There have been rumors that uh, Daniels has been uh, warming up and practicing for Kansas, so they might get their quarterback back here, which, you know, judging by this line, I, I think probably is a yes, he will be playing. Uh, so what do you make of this? Was it uh, just one of those games where you go, wow, uh, what the hell happened there, and then yeah. they recover? Or is this the sort of start for the downfall here of this Oklahoma State team? I, I think Oklahoma State's going to recover, and I think this is a good team to do it against against Kansas, who uh, doesn't play much of any defense. Um, you know, I talked about Oklahoma's defense. Kansas is about just as bad. Uh, give up lots of big plays, and, and Oklahoma State, I just for whatever reason couldn't get anything going against Kansas uh, State last week. Uh, and it was just one of those things. Once they were out, down by three, they just quit, and then Kansas State was able to pile on. Um, so I look for Oklahoma State to rebound and play well in this game and get a big win against Kansas. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm leaning a little bit the other way. But like you said, I just don't know where Oklahoma State is at. Uh, I didn't think that I, – I was a little less uh, – aggressive on Oklahoma State thinking they were going to go into Kansas State and win. But I certainly didn't think it was going to be a 48 nothing yeah. shutout. And, uh, you know, uh, so I, I'm, I just don't know what went wrong in that game. And I'm a little concerned that that might snowball. You said they started rotating like 15 yeah, different they, quarterbacks. They, they put in down, they went all the way to the yeah. true freshman quarterback. And uh, you could literally see his hand shaking on before taking the so snap. I so I don't know what that does, you know, going into the game. I am assuming uh, Spencer's back starting for the game. But how quick is that trigger if? you know a couple series go bad uh and you know off that by i just I, I think kansas might be able to spring another one here uh you know we certainly aren't getting the nice kansas odds that we got at the beginning yeah. of the year when we were making some money uh but uh nonetheless I, i'm a little bit more leaning on kansas here but you know i certainly wouldn't be stunned if oklahoma state you know it was just a blip on the screen and one of those fluky games where you go Wow, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. Uh, next up is the other big one we were talking about. Really, uh, the race for uh, second place here in the Big 12 basically goes through, uh, you know, Baylor, Texas, Kansas State here, uh, and, you know, TCU in there because all four of them, it's basically a tournament. They're all about to play each other. You know, TCU's got games at Baylor, at Texas, close out the year. Kansas State still has uh, Baylor. They play Texas uh, this week, and uh, Texas uh, still has sort of the meat of their schedule left as well with Texas uh, it, playing Kansas State, Baylor, and TCU to close out the year. So Texas might, you know, uh, all that great energy from the start of the year, it wouldn't be stunning if they, yeah. uh, you know, finished. Uh, they also have Kansas in there too. I'm not 
writing that one off as well, especially after last year where they struggled with them, and Kansas is a much better team this year. So yeah. it, it could be any way, but uh, it, it really sort of kicks off here. Texas goes to Kansas State. Uh, so was the Kansas State game last week a, a little bit of a fluke? Because if that Kansas State team shows up, uh, why the hell they're getting two and a half at home versus yeah. Texas, who just lost going to Oklahoma State. I'm a little confused by this line. Uh, you know, I get it. Kansas State is not exactly, you know, main event television to watch, but uh, they win football games and they have a style. And if they get up on you, it, it's really sort of difficult to come back, you know, other than that TCU game, which, you know, TCU has just been in that sort of weird mode lately. But what do you make of Texas-Kansas State? Yeah, like you said, you know, you look at the previous week's matchups and, you know, Oklahoma State uh, – beat Texas and then went in and got just destroyed by Kansas State so in that theory you think Kansas State should should be able to win this game but I, I think it's going to be a little closer than that uh, but I do like Kansas State getting points here I, I think um, the way they play uh, you know they, they're very explosive you know you know everyone knows that they run the ball a lot but they actually make a lot yeah. of really big uh, plus yardage plays uh, they control the ball but they don't really you know hoard the ball like uh, other it's other one of those sort of misnomers with like other option teams where they don't you know they don't think they hit explosive plays but yeah. really those teams hit just as if not more explosive plays than a lot of these teams because they can drill you on a play action pass uh, deep or they yeah. can gash you up front create a huge hole and get a mismatch and the running back can go so it's it's a misnomer that it's like three yards in dust it's more like three yards three yards and then 20 25 30 yard play yeah. in there but you know i'm interested to see uh, if kansas state can force texas into some unforced errors uh you know that's what's cost them in, in the past and uh and i don't you know texas you know their defensive front's been pretty well but i think kansas's offense can work around that a little bit mm. so uh, i think they have a favorable matchup in this one and, and I'm, I'm shocked to see texas as a favorite going on the road here especially yeah you said it I, i'm stunned at this number and i i'm really big on kansas state one we've watched texas this year uh they haven't been good on the road uh, other than the quote-unquote neutral site game uh you know versus oklahoma and alabama uh but they went to texas tech they didn't play well granted that was without ewers they got ewers back went to oklahoma state and he probably had his worst game that he's had and looked terrible and then you know per sarkeesian style continued to throw the ball the whole game though yeah. you know they were gashing you know oklahoma state for like 12 yards a carry and decided to take probably one of the top three running backs in the country and sort of park him so yours could throw in complete passes over there so i just think coaching wise i give the advantage to kansas state in this one and honestly i just think kansas state's the better team here mm -hmm. you take texas going on the road I don't know what I'm missing on this. Two and a half just seems like a gift here for Kansas State just because they aren't, you know, cool and sexy and have a bright orange longhorn as their mascot. But, uh, you know, Big 12 title-wise, yeah, I think if you go back and look at the history, Kansas State uh, has been quite as dominant as Texas in this uh, conference. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, really confused by uh, that one. But uh, this really sort of kicks it off. Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas State is who's going to sort of take that second-place spot. Um, before we get into it, we don't have a bet on it, but uh, on the uh, game. But Texas Tech goes into TCU. TCU on the road, any chance they sort of spring an upset here, or is 
this just going to be TCU riding through here? On I, I really don't Tech? think so. I think TCU actually thrives against the the more offensive power teams, and I think this could be a high scoring affair. But uh, TCU should be able to yeah uh, pull it out. I thought the nine and a half was a little too much for my taste. So. Yeah, I was very worried about backdoor coverage in yeah. that one, but I. I think TCU should And if they do a stupid thing where yeah. they fall behind by two touchdowns and then come I back think, and win. I barely. think last week was more the scary spot than this week back yep. at home with Texas Tech, who's been awful on the road uh, so far this year. So, Big 12 bets, what are you looking at for us? You know, I, I, I like Oklahoma State to rebound this week. Uh, I thought the minus two was pretty good uh, against a really weak Kansas defense. I think Oklahoma State could win this one by a few touchdowns. So a couple of units on that. And then I'm with you. I, I like Kansas State plus the two and a half. A uh, couple of units on that as well. Yeah, I'm going uh, Kansas plus the two. So we're going to go head to head and uh, see. Uh, Those always work out well. <laughs> well, you probably have the better team this time around, though. <laughs> uh, mine didn't get you shut out the week before so uh I, i'm going kansas plus the two i'm going kansas state plus the two and a half probably one of my bigger plays I, i'm going a thousand on kansas state in this one and then uh baylor oklahoma uh over 61 and a half baylor yeah. has been scoring 35 40 no matter what and i i i don't see how baylor oklahoma gets not in that 30 to uh, 40 point range for both teams. So 61 and a half seemed a little low to me. So I'm going over on the uh, 61 and a half uh, total here. Uh, the Big Ten basically has no good games. I put this one in here basically because Purdue controls its destiny right now, even though it is uh, not played well. But uh, Iowa comes here. If they can beat Iowa and then they play Illinois next week, they will have the tiebreaker over. Illinois, and they will both have two losses. That's a big if. Yes, in the Big Ten. Uh, but they control their destiny. Uh, they will also have to win out, but uh, they, they're they pretty safe winning out uh, from that bottom part of their schedule. So it's this two-week stretch. Iowa uh, comes to them, then they play Illinois. Uh, Iowa-Purdue, four-and-a-half-point spread. I, I, I think... I just went with it because I think Purdue does control its destiny here. So I, I think they have more of a reason to play hard. I I guess Iowa's been playing a little bit better of late that yeah. the cure-all of Northwestern uh, coming in down sort of always helps. But uh, what do you make of Iowa-Purdue? We don't have to have a long soliloquy yeah. on Iowa-Purdue. You Purdue. know, Purdue, they almost got that comeback against Wisconsin mm. a couple weeks ago uh, but couldn't quite do it. Uh, if they can get their offense, you know, 80% of what they normally are, they can they can beat this Iowa team because I just don't think Iowa can put enough points on the board. Uh, but uh, Purdue's got to be able to get some first downs and, and get some consistency on the offensive side of the ball, and Iowa may be the team to, to prevent that. So I think this one could be a little close. That four and a half is probably right around where this is going to be, but I could see this being like a 17 to, you know, 11, 12 game. No. The only <laughs> thing I, I sort of see if Purdue gets up early, I feel like I will probably pack it in, yeah. which we've seen a couple times already. If it's one of those, if you keep them alive, uh, they'll continue to play hard throughout. But if you punch them pretty early, uh, they yeah. will probably retreat and just you know take their loss and go home. So that's why I sort of rode with the uh, Purdue minus four and a half in this one. Uh, I'm also going to. Uh, just take a flyer on the Indiana plus 440 uh, money line versus Penn State. It's falling apart. Uh, Penn State. I, huh? I, 
Have, Even though they had the lead in the fourth quarter against well, Ohio yeah, State. Well, uh, yeah, I wanted a hand raise on anyone who thought uh, Penn State was going to be able to close that puppy out. Uh, you know. I didn't watch the live money line on that. I wonder <laughs> how heavy. It, it did not move. <laughs> <laughs> there was not much action going on Ohio State losing. There was still a very large number. I think it was still in the 3-4-1 to one, uh, territory at that point. So, And uh, you knew bad things were just going to happen yeah. in the quarterback does his thing where he fumbles all the time so whatever uh i guess they sort of gave a spirited uh defensive response though they still gave up like 40 points but uh i i don't know i just don't love this team going on the road to indiana after their season's sort of done you know yeah. they aren't winning the big 10 they're already bowl eligible you know great we go to nashville we go to orlando we go to san francisco we're going to one of them i just think this is a dead spot now if indiana can close them out i'd be stunned this feels more like one of those games where indiana's leading you know 17 13 in the uh, fourth quarter and then does something stupid (laughs) (laughs) melts but uh nonetheless 440 just seemed like a, a nice little money line spot to uh grab a big underdog at home here so any app plus 440 is my other money line bet what do you got in the yeah i just got a couple one unit plays here you know maryland at wisconsin i look both these teams are averaging about 33 and 34 (laughs) points a game uh this line's only at 50 uh now one thing i i didn't do thorough research on i didn't look at the weather it is november now uh and it is at wisconsin so i I may run into some issues there but I, i i'm confident in this maryland team they can get the ball moving and wisconsin's been doing pretty well offensively uh so give me the over 50 in that one and then uh i'm gonna take nebraska plus the 16 at home versus minnesota you took them plus the spread last week and a little shot at the upset they let you down uh they played got off to a good start but i i just think uh i, I think 16 is a little generous on this minnesota game i think if it had been under 14 i wouldn't have liked it as much but getting over two touchdowns i, I like nebraska at home on that one. yeah i don't know if i'd call nebraska getting crushed letting me down i'm pretty used to that for the last uh, 20 years three or four years here <laughs> thinking nebraska's going to do something and then they just sort of uh, beat her out but uh nothing really big in conference usa no. um you know uh we got a couple bets here we're both on the ut san antonio going to uab uh you know in years past this would be a pretty big showdown but uh, uh uab just hasn't really looked yeah. good I, i'm a little stunned that this sits at pick em here uh you know I, I will say uab's been better at home than they have on the road but, yeah but they're still four and four at this but, point yeah. and utsa has actually performed and pretty well i i get that you know utsa hasn't locked up but uh that it would be very hard for me to believe that utsa is going to lose two games in conference usa to close out this season so i was stunned that this is a pick i'm going big on ut san antonio to go into uab and uh, win this game but uh that would be about the only maybe uab at home which is a tough home field to go to can sneak something here but i just think utsa has too much talent uh the other one i have um Charlotte went into Rice last week and annihilated them. Uh, I don't quite know how that (laughs) happened. Uh, But anyway, uh, Western Kentucky's coming to them. Uh, If this is some weird post-wheel-heely boost, I'm just going to ride the train. So uh, plus 570, because if you told me Western Kentucky was going into Rice, 
prior to uh, last week, yeah. I would have been all on rice. So if Charlotte can go in there and win, I assume at home, uh, Western Kentucky, who's coming off a loss to North Texas and uh, didn't even really play well, North Texas was up and dominated that game from start to finish. So, you know, uh, I, I don't expect Charlotte to continue this trend, uh, but, you know, you go into Rice and win. I assumed you can win at home versus Western Kentucky. So plus five seventy, I'm all about on the money line here. Take yeah. a shot and see if uh, Wheel Hilly was an actual problem. <laughs> uh, you know, we go back to normal here. Uh, all right, uh, we're gonna do a fun one. UMass plays UConn. Uh, <laughs> UConn now four wins on the season. They have UMass, they have Army, and they have Liberty to close out the year. So one, one win away. Well, two wins. You're assuming they beat UMass here. Uh, this is probably the first time, and I don't know. And Dan Orslowski <laughs> that they've been uh, two touchdown favorite in a game here, but uh, UMass UConn. This isn't really a handicapping of the game. Can UConn get the two wins? Really, one win. Liberty Army uh, to get themselves bowl eligible this year. I think they can do it. Uh, they've been really scrappy, really good at home. Uh, I mean, I say really good, but they, they really blew their chance. They should have yeah. got that game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Ball State, uh, get, this yeah. one would be the one to get them bowl eligible, and the other two wouldn't matter. Yeah, so, uh, you know, technically I think, you know, I, I don't know if they get picked with those those wins, but uh, we'll see. I You know, it's been fun taking them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's really hard to predict, honestly. Yeah, I know. I know, Let's you, go I know you like UConn. <laughs> I, I like them this year. They've won me uh, plenty of money because I don't think anybody knows they're kind of good this year. So, uh, you know, getting that, that nine points uh, last week at home versus Boston College was sort of like just uh, taking free money. But uh, nonetheless, uh, Matt played a bunch of midweek games and the rest were stored off so they could start their midweek games. Uh, so nothing really going on in the MAC. Uh Couple of Mountain West games here. Uh, one that's just sort of a, a longtime rivalry of two sort of good. I don't want to say smaller schools. Uh, I, I BYU and Boise State are playing two good football programs playing yeah. each other. BYU's been a little down uh, since uh, they just never seem to recover. That Oregon past that Oregon game. I beat them up. Well, I think it was the just sort of the hammer that Baylor game where they. Both teams were just smash-mouthing each other, yeah. and they had that long overtime. Then they went on the road to Oregon, and they just haven't been the same since. The quarterback's still playing really, really well. Uh, we aren't in our draft show, but uh, of quarterbacks probably going to be available for the NFL draft. He looks the one most likely to be NFL sort of ready for me that I've seen so far. Uh, BYU, Boise. I, I, I put this on here because I'm curious to see what this Boise State yeah. Basically, since, uh, you know, the fluky uh, loss uh, in UTEP for Boise State and they finally benched Breckenmeyer, they've been on a run. Uh, but they ha still haven't been that great. They haven't. Well, they, ha they haven't come up against somebody who can score points yeah. and sort of made them throw the ball. Yeah. Basically, since then, they've. Florida been running just pistol offense, handing the ball off and uh, scoring enough to win, and, and scoring enough to win and trusting their defense. Yeah, is this 
Boise State team sort of found the rhythm, or is BYU going to find their footing here? Now, granted, tough to go into Boise State and win. Uh, yeah, I just think, you know, if I've got a lean in this one. I wanted to take it. Uh, I couldn't quite do it, but uh, just because I don't like taking a road team going into Boise. But I think BYU probably has a slight advantage yeah. here just because, uh, you know, if you think one of these teams is going to score over 20 points, you think it's probably going to be BYU. Even if they get slowed down a little, if they don't get slowed down, they could score 40-plus. Uh, I don't think that will happen on, on the road at Boise, so I'm a, I'm a little nervous, but I, I definitely lean BYU. Yeah, I, I wanted to take BYU. I, I just wish the spread was a little bit. This is where I, I get annoyed because the Ozmakers yeah. sort of know. It was like that a lot this yeah. week. They just sort of know. They, they aren't going to give you enough to where you really want to aggressively grab BYU because we've – you know, I, I people who are paying attention just sort of know Boise State's it's a little smoke and mirrors on offense and they're gonna come up against an offense where their defense is not just going to be able to shut down the opponent. That's what, you know, Boise State has basically been able to keep everybody under ten points and they can manufacture enough uh, you know, to score enough points to win. They probably will give up twenty or so points to BYU. Can they you know, get in that range, having to play real football. We switch things to the other side of the bracket, uh, UNLV San Diego State. There are basically four teams uh, all vying for the spot. Now, I think Fresno, now that everybody's healthy and they're— Yeah, they're on a roll now. Yeah, now that they're back to being Fresno and their whole team isn't hurt and they aren't going on the road and losing to said UConn, uh, probably has a leg up here, but— uh, UNLV, San Diego State, San Jose State, Fresno, all, you know, right there, one game out or tied for the lead here. Uh, this is sort of loser leaves town here, and yeah. UNLV's last-ish shot to keep themselves uh, attached uh, here in the thing. Uh, what do you make of this UNLV-San Diego State game? San Diego State's also kind of found their footing since uh, early yeah. season struggles as well. Yeah, I think, you know, UNLV still managed to put together a few wins, but I think they got exposed about yeah. four weeks ago, and they're kind of showing their true colors of what they really are, and I just don't know if they can get to San Diego State. I, I like the six and a half. I would have liked, like, nine and a half yeah. uh, here, so that's why I, I'm not taking this one. Uh, I, 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 You know, I got UNLV on some big spreads early that won me some money, but this isn't big enough. Yeah, that's it just didn't hit that uh, number where I thought it was really, really big. I... I if it went into more double-digit territory, I'd yeah. probably be a little more aggressive on UNLV, but uh, I just, I don't know. I Even though San Diego State hasn't been their normal selves, I, I struggle to see UNLV going into a, a difficult place to play. Yeah, I think they're going to have a hard time scoring some points in yeah. this one. All right, uh, nothing for us in the uh, Mountain nope. West. So a uh, couple of uh, blanks. We'll get into the Pac-12. Not a lot of great matchups here in the Pac-12. But one coming during the week, Oregon State goes to Washington. I'd say both of these teams have had a really good season so yeah. far. Uh, I, maybe some people are disappointed with Washington's 6-2 and two record, but uh, from what we saw last year of Washington, I, I think this is a really, really big upgrade. And Oregon State, I think— 6-2 is, is good for them yeah, as well. Uh, you know, 6-2, and two, and they were right there to win, uh, you know— that USC game, so I, I mean, I, I think this is a game where and I think both of these teams yeah. statistically are still in the running. Yes, uh, to get to that conference championship well, game, both Some things uh, have, to have Oregon yes. still to play. So theoretically, both could beat Oregon, and then whoever wins this matchup right here would move in there. 
find that a little unlikely yeah. from what we've seen from Oregon so far this year. Other than the uh, terrible Georgia game, <laughs> they've it, basically annihilated everyone. But I think this is really important, too, yeah. for one of these teams to finish, too, and go into next season as well. Yeah, and uh, get a really good bowl game if yeah. they win this game because you're looking at seven plus a couple more winnable games. Uh, you know, you could get to eight or nine if you yeah. win this one. I think Oregon State, uh, from looking at their schedule, might even, if they can win this one, could climb into that 10-win category and run the table. Uh, the rest a huge of, season which for Oregon State. For Oregon State and where they were yep. when Jonathan Smith took this program over uh, would be a really, really big deal. And like I said, even with that, uh, you know, Washington, who, you know, since Peterson left, has been just atrocious to be six and two uh yeah you know they made that little southern trip down in california struggled gotten a little bit back how do you sort of see this one i really like oregon state here getting four and a half points but i know washington's been a different team at home so yeah I, I, I wanted to go with oregon state here but i just i, I couldn't do it uh taking them on the road yeah. uh I think that's the difference honestly between these mm -hmm. two teams these are two teams that are very good uh home teams uh they always get quite an advantage, and I just I think that may be the edge that Washington needs to get yeah. this one. All right, so I have Oregon State plus a four and a half in my straight bets here. Uh, let's go to the SEC. We got one really, really big one, one semi-big one, and one that uh, everyone probably thought might be might big. Have been big. But, it's, it's <laughs> but now it's to just stay possibly out of Vandy's way of being in last place uh, for the SEC uh, with the uh, sort of resurgence of Missouri here. But uh, let's start with the uh, one that, in theory, was big when we looked uh, in August and has turned into a dud. But uh, Florida A&M, uh, you thought Florida would have a good showing versus Georgia. Uh, they stuck around for— It was a one-score yeah. game in the third quarter. Mm -hmm, yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. Georgia closed the door immediately, uh, yes. scoring two touchdowns. Jones, but um, you know, AM once again sort of close in that old miss game, but uh, made pl plenty of dumb mistakes that really switched well, my that's whole. A, you know, an old miss team that <laughs> yes. neither one of us respect, yeah. Uh, so Florida AM, what do you have on this one? I, I honestly really wanted to take Florida here plus the three and a yeah. half, uh, but defensively, they just it's so many breakdowns that I can't handle, you know being on that Florida train and having to watch wide receivers streak down the field with no coverage. Uh, you know, offensively, I think they'll be able to find their way. They've even versus Georgia, they were able to, you know, Richardson didn't play great, but he, he still played pretty good. If, if he comes back next year, I, I'm really interested to see what this Florida team is, but uh, you know, hard to say whether he'll come back or not. He'll probably be a first round pick. Uh, but uh, what do you make of this Florida, Texas A&M? I don't even know if Texas A&M can take advantage of breakdowns right now. I'm not a hundred percent sold a wide open receiver 40 <laughs> yards down the field. They can actually hit even in practice. So what do you make of Florida A&M? You know, A&M, we, we, we talk bad about them a lot. They've actually got a really good defense still. Uh, you know, I think they're only giving up an average of, I mean, it's, it's, it's not much, uh, but they can't put any points on the board. Uh, I, I wanted to go Florida here as well, uh, but I found a better play. I, I think the under is, yeah. is going to be the play here. Um, you know, A&M, they're probably not going to get 20 against this Florida defense, and I'd be shocked to see uh, – uh, Florida score more than that as yeah. well. I think this could be a game in the teens. Uh, just really a lot of three and outs here. Uh, maybe some turnovers lead to some scores, but uh, just not going to be a pretty game or a fun game to watch. I just don't see 
the reason I stayed away from Florida is I don't know if I see A&M losing four in yeah. a row. I mean, that's got to be the end of the line for Jimbo at that point if they do that. I, I, I just I think they're going to be able to come up with that money. I just don't think they can see him losing, you know, five, six games this season and being able to keep his job. Well, the thing I, I looked at in this one is also uh, a little bit like the Iowa. If Florida gets up on him, I, I feel like there's an A&M foldage going on here you mentioned that'll be four in a row and i I don't know how much pride is sticking around left i think if they could have uh grabbed that game last week this would have been a little bit more towards a&m but with that loss last week i'd say a&m's favorite yeah i I, you know florida has not played our favorite by three and a half Uh, but florida has not played great this year but I, i don't think at any point in time where I've watched them play where I say uh, they've sort of quit. Even in that Georgia game, yeah. after they started getting rolled, they still were going after it. They, you know, they. I don't think they have the talent level yet, but uh, they play hard. I can't always say that about A&M. So uh, I think Florida's a play, but it's just hard to grab it at three and a half uh, with their defensive issues. Tennessee, Georgia, the big, big one game uh, of the for the week. Game of the century or just a SEC game that occurs basically every year. Most expensive college football game to get into <laughs> ever. I think tickets uh, get in price upper deck or 650 apiece. So Georgia's eight-point favorites here at home. This is probably Tennessee's toughest uh, yeah, road game. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, Sort of depending on what you think about LSU, but I think there was a little bit of weird circumstances in that one. One, it was a noon game. Two, Tennessee hit those two freebies right off the start. You get four, up 14 nothing basically two minutes into the game, and yeah. that sort of just steals every bit of uh, momentum into that game. So Tennessee going to Georgia, how do you see this one? Yeah, I think it's going to be um... – Whichever one of these offenses can really establish the run here. Um, you know, you look at Kentucky, the way they got dominated by Tennessee. They, you know, they weren't able to establish a run, which helped Tennessee's secondary be able to focus on on uh, getting some coverage, which is where they've struggled uh, throughout the year. But, you know, and Georgia's got some weapons at tight end that, that are scary as well. Uh, basically just freak giant wide receivers that play at the tight end spot. Um but I, I think this will be a scoring affair. I th- it could come down to turnovers, uh, who who creates the most turnovers, whatever bounces away, which is, you know, like you said in that LSU game, a couple balls bounce their way early, yeah. and, and it's over. Um, but this Georgia defense is going to give this Tennessee offense the biggest challenge they've had all year. And I'm interested to see if, if uh, Heupel can still get these wide receivers running open, wide open down the field. I don't know if that opportunity is going to come nearly as often as it has against other teams this year. Well, that's, I think, uh, what I'm curious about because, you know, I went to the game and I, I, you know, high view, looking down, I, I sort of got, you know, a coach's tape look of what sort of Tennessee does. And it's it's brilliant and it's simplistic in both. It's, you know, they stack or they flat out the wide receivers really, really wide. And basically both sets of wide receivers run the same routes on both sides. But because they go so fast and the other team is so just ill-prepared, you know, half of them are in man, half of them are in zone, breakdowns happen, and that's where you get those streaking wide receivers. Yeah. Now the question is, you can do that versus Kentucky because they seem ill-prepared for that. Uh, We've seen the sort of Alabama secondary have its problems all year long, and even that I don't think was miscommunications. They were picking on one dude a whole, whole lot who kept getting broken down. I'm curious if that occurs versus Georgia. And if it does, Tennessee can stay in this game. If Georgia 
can keep their shortest stick, stay with these receivers, not give up those huge plays, I think Georgia rolls away with this because uh, I don't think Tennessee's defense will be able to sort of stick with it. I know they played good defense last week, but uh, we've both had our say of what yeah. we think of Will Levis, and I, I don't think anything uh, broke last week <laughs> that made our change I'm still our seeing mind. people talk about him being one of the first quarterbacks I drafted and I just do not understand it at all I, I must say that guy missed so many open receivers and not just throwing he, he made the wrong decision throwing to a guy who was semi-covered uh, to guys who were just wide open and just didn't see it uh, who's ever taking Will Levis is not going to have a good NFL quarterback I, I can almost guarantee it so probably the Jets <laughs> anyway so I, I, I think it, it just comes down to if that secondary can sort of stay in communication not have the breakdowns if they don't have the breakdowns and only give up one or two of those big plays I think Georgia runs with it if they do I think we get that shootout and it probably comes down to like Alabama one kicker's probably going to make a field goal another kicker's probably going to miss a field goal that's football uh Alabama LSU, I I don't quite know. Big game, I guess. Uh, it's probably what you think of this LSU team now. I'm not 100% sold they're going to be able to take advantage of sort of Alabama secondary in this yeah. game. Uh, so I, I think Alabama rolls in this one. But, you know, maybe uh, with Alabama going into LSU at, at a night game, there's a little bit more atmosphere. But uh, I, I just don't see LSU's quarterback taking advantage of the Alabama secondary in this one. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I think Not it, enough that I was going to take Alabama at 13 and a half, but uh, I think it's more likely Alabama sort of covers than I think LSU covers. Yeah, that. yeah, you said it. I, it really just depends on how Jaden Daniels does uh, find an open receivers. You know, Tennessee was able to find it, but uh, I, I, I think Alabama's going to be – you know they've corrected some of their problems, and I think they're going to be rolling in this one. Uh, both teams got to buy to get ready for this uh, this game. Uh, so I just I think I trust Kirby or not Kirby uh, Saban a little bit more here, uh, even though it's a tough road test. I just I don't see them losing another one. Yet. I'll be interested to see if the penalties continue to for Alabama. That's yeah probably been the biggest thing all year long. A, a lot of unforced yeah, penalties as uh, well. A know. team that basically committed three a game is now committing 15 a game. All right. Uh, SEC bets, you already said your uh, Florida, Texas A&M under 55 and a half. I got a couple. Uh, we're going to keep riding Mizzou plus the one. Uh, I think this defense is kind of frisky here. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Kentucky going into Mizzou, uh, I assume it will be uh, medium cold, rainy, and windy. Uh, you should be used to that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I've watched Will Levis play. So if Mizzou uh, gets pressure on him, yeah. I, I think they will find enough offense. Uh, you know, Mizzou offensively still not fun. This game probably will not be a blast no. to watch. Uh, I, I think this could be a 14-9. to nine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, I just I sort of like this Mizzou team defensively. Uh, Georgia minus the 8, I, I'm going to take, and then Liberty, Arkansas, I'm going over the 63 uh, and a half. I sort of wanted to take Arkansas straight, but I was very scared of backdoor coverage. Yeah, Arkansas here. you know, very well could get in the 40s or 50s here. Good to get up big, and like you said, yeah. that backdoor. Liberty can score points, uh, so they're the threat. I guess I think it was, what, right at 14, 15-point spread here? Yeah, 13-and-a-half, uh, uh, I think it was. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah that's a little much. I, I will say, uh, 
anything. If Liberty can upset this game and it causes Auburn uh, to hire Hugh Freeze, I will give anything to continue <laughs> that poor decision making in Auburn into uh, bringing terrible coaches in and having to fire them. Two oh, years and they're going to have to pay a buyout because he just signed an extension. <laughs> yes, with Liberty, I know. So. That's uh, anything that continues Auburn poor decision making. I'm all for. All right, Sun Belt. Uh, we're just going to go over all four of these because it's are three of these, and then we'll break down the sort of fun one. Uh, but uh, App State, Coastal Carolina, both are sitting there once again back sort of on top of the uh, That's division. That's tonight, Thursday yeah. night. Yeah, is a big one. Troy uh, controls their destiny here, but uh, goes to uh, Lafayette. And then South Alabama still sits there waiting versus Georgia Southern, who's also just right outside Appy State and Coastal Carolina. Uh, I, I'm just curious, how do you think this Appy State-Coastal Carolina game is going to go? Appy State's sort of righted their ship here. Uh, now it's been a cu against a couple cupcakes, but, you know, uh, four weeks ago they were losing at Texas State, who I call a cupcake. So has Appy State found their form, or will Coastal uh, continue to go here? I, I, I tend to lean App State here uh, just because um, they're they're finally getting their defense together. And, and Coastal's off, or, uh, offense uh, looked pretty rough last week, and their defense is still susceptible. So I think App State's going to be able to move the ball pretty well against Coastal. This could be a high-scoring game. I almost wanted to take the over, but I think it was yeah. at like 65, it 66. It was a little juiced. too high. I think if it was at 60, I probably would have taken the over because uh, I think this is definitely going to be a back-and-forth game. I think we could see something like the Appy State-North Carolina yeah. game earlier in the year. I'm uh, looking at that one. I, I sort of want to go Appy State, but I, I just can't trust them. Uh, Troy going to Lafayette yet with their destiny in their own hands here after their win at uh, South Alabama. Can Troy maintain the rudder here and go into Lafayette? It, it's sort of just the monster in the room where you got to go in there and win, and you're probably okay the rest of the year. Can Troy go in there and do I, it? I think they can. I, I don't know if I want to bet on it, though. Yeah. I, I think it'll be uh, anyone's game for sure. I must say I was staring pretty hard at the Lafayette <laughs> and the uh, Troy meltdown here. Uh, that being said, South Alabama – if Troy loses this one, then sort of hops over the spot, and really South Alabama's probably played as well as anybody in the Sun Belt so far. Yeah. Goes to a tough Georgia Southern team. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of this matchup here, South Alabama Georgia? I actually Southern. like Georgia Southern here. Uh, I think they're uh, they're going to get this win. Yeah, I, I really like the way Georgia Southern's been playing. Yeah. I don't know if they'll be able to hop Appy and Coastal, uh, but I think uh, they've got the tiebreaker against Coastal. Don't they, they? have the tiebreaker against Coastal. I don't think App State and Georgia okay. Southern have played yet. Uh, they played one of them, I know that, yeah. and have a win. I think it's Coastal that they have the win. Yeah. Uh, I think App State, Georgia Southern play like the last week of the season. And then lastly, James Madison goes to Louisville. Uh, Pretty good debut of year for James yeah. Madison. Any chance they go into Louisville here? <laughs> I must say, I don't know what Scott Centerfield was doing here, but this is a game you do not schedule uh, three weeks. You schedule an out-of-conference game versus James Madison. This just has... This gets me fired by losing to an actual good football team that nobody yeah. thinks is a good football team. What do you make of Madison-Louisville? Yeah, Madison can put points on the board, so it really just depends on if this Louisville defense that showed up last week shows up again here. Uh, you know, they're, they're capable, but 
James Madison's definitely capable yeah, as well. I, I think it should be a good match. I was stunned. This game came up in the slip. I'm like, Jesus, do you want to keep your job? Do not schedule this game in November. Uh, you know, schedule it in... Madison's basically the new app state Yeah, uh, from 20 years ago. Yeah. So, James Madison, I'm going to take plus 250 uh, on the money line here. Uh, nothing for you. Uh, no parlays for you. I'm going to give you a handful of parlays uh, this week. Uh, we'll start out TCU minus 9.5, Arkansas 13.5, Mississippi State uh, 12.5. Uh, the home favorites versus uh, sort of crappies in the cover. Uh, the sort of road favorite uh kind of favorites. Uh, UCF, three and a half. We got SMU, and we got Syracuse uh, on the... Uh, really surprised Syracuse is the dog there. Yeah, I know. I really want to move that in there, but I'm a little nervous uh, on that one. Uh, we'll move into uh, big teams getting points here. Indiana plus a 14. We're back in the world of New Mexico, though they've really sort of fallen off, but uh, 16 and a half versus Utah State seems like a, a tad high for a Utah State to... Has barely won games, and the yeah. games they've won are by about two or three points. So uh, uh, as bad as New Mexico is, 17 just seemed like a bit of a smudge there. And we're going to continue to ride our Arizona 17-and-a-half. I think they'll be able to score points here uh, versus Utah and, and sort of hang with them. Uh, I don't expect an upset in this one, but 17-and-a-half, you saw it last week. They're capable yeah. of getting that uh, cheapy backdoor uh, cover. And then lastly, we're going Florida plus the three and a half, Madison plus the seven and a half, and Miami, Florida plus the seven and a half. Uh, in that one, then we got a couple uh, money line underdog parlays. We're going Maryland, Oregon State in a two-team underdog parlay that pays six twelve. Uh, Florida Temple at uh, a money line underdog parlay that I pays like that Temple. Team. Yeah, I know. I, I wanted to put that one in the street bets too, <laughs> but I thought that would be insane. Uh, you know, uh, granted. South Florida's about to fire their coach. So Florida uh, Temple plus 505. Old Dominion versus Syracuse uh, in our next Moneyline parlay is going to be our team up. We'll see if Old Dominion uh, can sort of bounce back after a tough loss there versus Georgia State. And yep. We've already talked about liking the Syracuse one. Uh, this one I kind of like, NC State, Stanford. Uh, the Stanford team been a little bit plucky versus sort of low-level teams, so they might be able to spring the upset this week versus Washington State uh, and NC State. You know, Wake, I, I think, is a little bit more of a toss-up than people think. Plus 602 on that one, and then uh, we're going to throw Syracuse back in another one versus uh, Lafayette here. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Do not take the Patriot League Lafayette <laughs> uh, in that, but uh, Syracuse Lafayette in, in the last one, uh, plus 627 in that one. All right, that wraps up the week, uh, week 10. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can get all our shows. Winning Daily is popping up, out, and winning some money in that yeah. one. Uh, NBA, soccer. A NBA, soccer. World uh, Cup coming up soon. World Cup coming up. That will be very uh, bet on. Uh, we'll definitely have a preview show for World Cup in the uh, next probably couple weeks, two weeks, <laughs> whenever the rosters get officially announced. And I know who's going to be playing on the rosters. Dynamite David's going to try to preview. I'll take a stab. It can't be any worse than my college football That's season. That's correct. And uh, <laughs> he's used to soccer betting now. So uh, you'll be wanting to have all that information. We'll have Achilles Rain in to do our NFL show in the next couple of days. Like, subscribe. That's our show. And we're out. <laughs>
Greenlight Network presents Football Time.